following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. This week, first half hour, we've got Tom, who's going to talk a little bit about the latest Supreme Court appointment in the second half of the hour. We're going to have Bill Morgan III, who's a young entrepreneur. You want to stay tuned for that. So without further ado, here is our host, Tom Dupree. Good morning. I am going to read, as is my typical uh, habit from the Psalms. This is Psalm 21. By the way, there's 150 Psalms. You should read them. They're good. They have almost every kind of emotion uh, that you can imagine that could be had by somebody uh, who's praying and turning his life towards God. So here's Psalm 21. The king shall joy in thy strength, O Lord, and in thy salvation how greatly shall he rejoice. Thou hast given him his heart's desire and hast not withholden the request of his lips. For thou preventest him with the blessings of goodness. Thou settest a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked life of thee, and thou gavest it him, even length of days, forever and ever. His glory is great in thy salvation. Honor and majesty hast thou laid upon him, for thou hast made him most blessed forever. Thou hast made him exceeding glad with thy countenance. For the king trusteth in the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High, He shall not be moved. Thine hand shall find out all thine enemies. Thy right hand shall find out those that hate thee. Thou shalt make them as a fiery oven in the time of thine anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. Their fruit shall shalt thou destroy from the earth and their seed from among the children of men. For they intended evil against thee. They imagined a mischievous device which they are not able to perform. Therefore, shalt thou make them turn their back 
when thou shalt make ready thine arrows upon thy strings against the face of them. Be thou exalted, Lord, in thine own strength. So will we sing and praise thy power. Psalm 21. President Trump, upon the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was on the Supreme Court, who just passed away at age 87, she was a liberal icon, to say the least. Also a feminist icon has nominated another woman, younger, uh, not liberal, Catholic, whose name is Amy Barrett. Now, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some things surrounding her nomination. Uh, Most of the commentators out there are liberal, some highly liberal, or as you might call it, progressive. And because Amy C. Barrett is not the same kind of or would not be the same kind of uh, justice as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, people who typically applaud females being elevated to positions of power are withholding their praise and in many ways denigrating uh, this choice by President Trump. And it has to do with the fact that Amy Barrett is not a liberal. Uh, she, more and more these days, liberal, um, when you get down to the core of it, uh, means atheist or uh, it, it can it can mean, uh, and I'm 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 not saying that there aren't Christians who are liberals, but at the really base core of liberalism, one finds socialism, and um, a belief in the state as the religion, uh, and those that are Christian and liberals uh, tend to overlook uh, the power that is given to the state uh, under, under, under liberalism, quay, socialism, because let's, let's be honest, that's what they're shooting for. And a socialist government is a godless one. And I would argue that we've already got that to some degree, to a large degree. But 
Amy Barrett, uh, her life is informed by her Christian faith. And there's no way to say that it wouldn't be, especially in uh, cases that might come before her and the court that she's on regarding the sanctity of human life, um, personal responsibility, certain inalienable rights that are granted to us by the Constitution, First Amendment issues, Second Amendment issues, and her view on life being Christian means that she believes in personal responsibility and believes that people should be given the right to have personal responsibility, it will definitely affect how she rules on things. And the liberals know this and are not happy about it. Uh, this is an article um, by Libby Emmons. I wanted to just read a couple of things from it. Amy Coney Barrett is just the kind of woman American feminists should adore, but they refuse to acknowledge Barrett's success, though she is only the fifth woman to be nominated as a U.S. Supreme Court justice. Her resume speaks to her dedication to career, and the prominence she's earned in her field is a testament to hard work, sacrifice, and determination. Now, they quote um, a woman called Andy Zeisler from Bitch Media. She says, a, a short, short list of things that are not synonyms for feminism, being a woman, having a successful career, being a mother, having women friends, doing a job women weren't always allowed to do, and legislating away other women's bodily autonomy. Now, I want to get into something interesting here uh, that this article says, um, and the way... Um, modern-day feminists of the liberal ilk have redefined feminism and basically what it is to be a woman. Um, it says American feminism has perpetrated some rather anti-woman ideals of late. Feminists have embraced the idea that a woman is not defined by her sex, but by feelings that make her feel she is a woman. This is how the concept that men who claim to be women are believed by feminists to actually be women. American feminists have dispensed with the idea that biological sex has anything at all to do with being female and let men into the club, but Barrett somehow is way out of bounds. So by their 
uh, reckoning, she cannot even allowed is not even allowed to be a feminist because because a woman is not necessarily de- defined by her biology. Uh, it's it's a it's a tortured piece of logic, but nonetheless. There it is. And I would simply say that her politics and her views on life and her Christian view of the universe absolutely scares them to death. Uh, One writer who is uh, African-American said uh, she has a, a couple of children that are uh, adopted from Haiti. One writer said the children maybe weren't orphans at all, that they were kidnapped from uh, their birth families. Another one said that... um, that she was a white colonizer and that uh, the reason for adopting these children was to basically uh, be a colonialist and, you know, exert force over these poor Haitians and turn them into white people. I think that writer also called them those children savages, that she wanted to civilize the savages. I don't know uh, if it was that, that writer or not, but it was. I think it was the same one that talked about the. Ibram Kendi or somebody like that. Uh, he, he was a, he's a. I know he teaches somewhere in the Northeast. He was reaching hard on that one. Yeah, definitely. Let me just give you a little bit of her CV. She was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, She's the eldest of seven children. Her father worked as an attorney for Shell Oil Company. So did my uncle. Uh, The family was Catholic, and in the 1980s, her father was ordained a deacon. She grew up in Metairie. Graduated from St. Mary's Dominican High School in 1990. After high school, she went to Rhodes College in Memphis. That's for those of you who remember the old Southwestern at Memphis. Uh, Back in the uh, 70s when I was at Suwannee, we played them, and they were called Southwestern at Memphis. They were later renamed Rhodes College. She majored in English. Love that. So did I. Uh, She graduated in 94 with a bachelor's degree. Magna cum laude. Was a Phi Beta Kappa. Studied law at Notre Dame. Full tuition scholarship. Executive director of the Notre Dame Law Review. She was two years as a judicial clerk on the D.C. Circuit, 
Then for Justice Antoinette Scalia of the U.S. Supreme Court from 98-99. She worked at various uh, law firms. Then uh, was a visiting associate professor at George Washington University Law School. Then she returned to Notre Dame in 2002 to teach. She taught federal courts, constitutional law, and statutory interpretation. In 07, she was a visiting professor at the University of Virginia School of Law. Uh, she has received the Distinguished Professor of the War Year at Notre Dame three times. She spoke on constitutional law at Blackstone Legal Fellowship, a summer training program for Christian law students run by Alliance Defending Freedom, a very good uh, charity that you can contribute to while serving on the Seventh Circuit. She's solid. Uh, when she was going up for the uh, Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit, uh, this was in 2017, September of 2017. During the hearing, uh, Senator Feinstein questioned her about a law review article she wrote in 98 with Professor John Garvey in which she argued that Catholic judges should in some cases recuse themselves from death penalty cases due to their moral objections to the death penalty. The article concluded that the trial judge should recuse herself instead of entering the order. Asked to elaborate on the statements and discuss how you view the issue of faith versus fulfilling the responsibility of the judge today, Barrett said that she had participated in many death penalty appeals while serving as a law clerk to Scalia, adding that my personal church affiliation or religious belief would not bear on the discharge of my duties as judge. It is never appropriate for a judge to impose that judge's personal convictions, whether they arise from faith or anywhere else, on the law. Barrett emphasized that the article was written in her third year in law school and that she was very much the junior partner in our collaboration, worried that Barrett would not uphold Roe v. Wade given her Catholic beliefs. Feinstein followed Barrett's response by saying, the dogma lives loudly within you, and that is a concern. Now, the the problem always is going to be uh, what one regards as natural law or higher law when uh, interpreting uh, these kind of cases. And it's one thing to say that my faith and my beliefs would have nothing to do with, with how I would judge but that's like saying my feet have nothing to do with how I walk. Um, how you view the, the world, the lens through which you view it, 
is always going to affect how you make decisions. And your how your your worldview is informed will affect how you vote. Why do you think we're having such a big struggle during this presidential election? Many say it's a struggle between good and evil. And control of men's hearts and souls and minds. So there's no way to say my views don't affect how I behave. They definitely do. That is why President Trump has chosen her. And it looks like she has a good chance of being um, confirmed. Well, that brings us to the bottom of the hour. As I mentioned earlier, joining us for the second half of the hour is Bill Morgan III, who's a young Little on- Bill. who's a young entrepreneur. You want to stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. This is what's happening. I just went out for a test. Check in all weekend. The president. Positive for COVID-19. The president will be required to continue to do his job. This. Questions is who was exposed. Is News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Many people have 401k and 403b plans for their retirement investment accounts. In certain cases, our firm can help participants in these plans manage their investments. This can be helpful because those retirement plans often offer numerous different mutual funds as investment options, and unless the participant is an investment expert, it can be quite confusing. In this case, we put our investment expertise to work for you, the participant. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP or WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. iHeartRadio is the number one choice for music, radio, and podcasts all in one. No one makes it easier to hear everything you love in one free app. I got podcasts, my music, and my radio stations all together. You can download podcasts right to your phone. Every time I finish a podcast, there's this recommendation ready for me with another one. I love this app because it's all in one place. If you're not one of the tens of millions who have the app, download iHeartRadio for free today and start listening. iHeartRadio. 
iHeartRadio's new true crime podcast, Paper Ghosts, investigates a decades-long search for four young girls who vanished from their neighboring New England hometowns. It's like she dropped off the face of the earth. You tried to say anything to them about her. They didn't like that. But recently uncovered evidence could change everything. And I immediately just sat on the floor like somebody just punched me in the gut. Listen and follow Paper Ghosts on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're curious about who may be out there but don't want to jump into anything right away, then take a fun step and just take a look at Our Time. Our Time is the number one dating site for singles over 50. It's easy to use and can help you find a partner to share in a new activity you've been wanting to try. Take a walk or just meet someone new. Check it out. Start for free today. Go to OurTime.com. That's OurTime.com. Start for free at OurTime.com. After a chilly start to this Saturday, we are looking at great conditions for this afternoon and into the evening. Temperatures going to be climbing into the lower 60s. Plenty of sunshine with a few clouds mixed in. Then as we get to that UK game day, temperatures going to be falling into the 50s. A bit of a chilly second half for that game day. Otherwise, dry conditions continue. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Adam Bernstein. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeartRadio station. From acclaimed filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza, who brought you Obama's America, comes his most important film yet. Trump card. America is at a crossroads. The Democratic Party's socialist agenda, led by Joe Biden, is threatening to take our freedoms away. In Trump Card, Dinesh digs deep to uncover why the threat of socialism is real, what's at stake if we let them win, and how we stop it. Trump Card, only on demand starting October 9th. Rated PG-13. If you're curious about who may be out there but don't want to jump into anything right away, then take a fun step and just take a look at Our Time. Our Time is the number one dating site for singles over 50. It's easy to use and can help you find a partner to share in a new activity you've been wanting to try. Take a walk or just meet someone new. Check it out. Start for free today. Go to OurTime.com. That's OurTime.com. Start for free at OurTime.com. This is an important message for all current and former Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts of America has declared bankruptcy. If you were sexually abused in scouting, you could receive compensation, but you must file a claim by November 16, 2020. You may file a sexual abuse claim regardless of your current age or the year the sexual abuse occurred. Visit officialbsaclaims.com or call 1-866-907-2721. Paid for by the Boy Scouts of America. We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. 
For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. This week joining us, we have Bill Morgan III, who is a young entrepreneur. We're trying to have uh, business people on that are contributing also to the community in the Central Kentucky area, and Bill is no exception. So without further ado, I'm going to throw it over to our host, Tom Dupree. Thanks, Elizabeth. Where is little Bill? He's taking care of business good to be here today and be seen yeah heard it heard um i've known bill since he was quite young uh and i've known his dad and his uncle and his grandmother and uh known the family for a long time know his mother um and bill uh strikes me as a young man that's doing stuff and and wants to do maybe even more but uh, his flagship effort is Bill Morgan Tire. And talk a little bit about what that company does in, 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 in depth, if you want to. Well, I guess I started about a year and a half ago or so. But you were around the family tire business. Right, long right. I was at that. BB Morgan Tire yeah. for probably uh, five or six years and then at the continuation, the partially owned company of Ziegler Morgan Tire um, there for probably three or four years. And then uh, I guess when I got back from the military, I. Uh, oh, I didn't know. When did, what did you do in the military? Uh, I was a Intel analyst. Oh, okay. Yeah. And when I came back, I went to school on a GI bill yeah. at Eastern and like left Ziegler Morgan Tire and went right. to work at home lumber company from mom's side of the family down there. And uh, that's in Richmond. That is in Richmond, yes, that's correct. And uh, drove a truck over there. Cheapest, yeah. cheapest CDL driver probably in the state of Kentucky at the time. But uh, after I graduated from Eastern, I started this company last year. And uh, it, it predominantly services like the commercial tire segment, does uh, like industrial press on tires, commercial truck tires, tractor trailer tires, dump truck tires, um, does farm and agricultural tires, and specializes in more niche segments, I guess. We really don't have like uh, facilities or ability to kind of service pasture and light truck vehicles, but right. it's uh, predominantly just a commercial oriented tire and service company. Is most of what you do in the field? I mean, uh, predominantly, yeah. We, we have some, 
we do some things where we'll deliver tires to, you know, like surrounding counties or go up to Cincinnati or Louisville and deliver to customers up there. But yeah. uh, a lot of it's really just done in the field and on the road. Right. Um, it's, you know, tractor trailers breaking down on I-75 or 64, going out to the field and servicing a tractor for a farmer. Um, yeah. And uh, just taking care of industrial and commercial customers. Taking care of business. That's exactly right. Was it Bachman Turner Overdrive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Something who that was. Um, you know, the tire business, it's a fairly commoditized thing. So in order for you to do well, uh, you've got to provide service. Correct. Uh, tell, talk a little bit about some of the, you know, the extra mile that you go and, and that well, kind of thing. Well, you know, it, it does come down to service a lot of times, but it comes down to brands uh, many times as well. A lot of the larger national fleets and, cut, you know, like people like a UPS or a FedEx, you know, those deals are going to be brokered by the tire manufacturers themselves right. and then, you know, given off to their local dealers. So right. um, it's, it's more uh, just having the product and being – johnny on the spot with it when the customer so needs it so you know meaning yeah. in inventory levels and stocking properly and you know having the equipment for the job so do you do you deal with people like ups and and uh, fedex i mean uh, or, some over the road yeah. but uh, i don't service any of their like local uh yeah just their distribution areas big you know? trucks yeah that kind of thing mm -hmm. you in order to uh, do this business and do it well. Uh, you've got to have kind of a mind for organization and, and business. And things <laughs> I'd like, like to think that. Talk a but, little bit uh, about it. Well, organizationally, you know, you have, uh, there's the servicemen that uh, go out and do that. And I happen to kind of, I feel like wear every hat at this point in such a, you know, the crawling phases of a of a corporation like this, you know. Um, but then, you know, you have the sales aspect of it, too, where you're out here beating the streets just like in any other marketing kind of job. And and from a managerial standpoint, it's just maintaining inventory, handling your service, and seeing to it that that customer's happy and serviced when he's purchasing a product from Bill Morgan Tire. Yeah. You know, you are such a, a natural entrepreneur, though. It, it's, it does – I know it's hard work. It's hard work yeah. for everybody. But your whole – stick is so much more than just the time you care about people you invest in people and you have multiple other businesses kind of bouncing i don't know how you make it through a day with that i mean you've got to be We're trying to really blow you up here uh, it feels so good yeah. I, I won't be able to get out the door with such a big head after all yeah. this um i guess so you're asking about like no, the well, other you've got your he, you've got houses that you're building Correct. in Richmond, Richmond, right? And you've got your charity work, the the party that you put together every year to fundraise for a charity. I, I we kind of do that by a uh, board, you know. So it's nice. I might be yeah. the chairman of the board, but uh, well, you got it started. Yeah, of course. And there's there's always uh, just something to do. I mean, I, I stay pretty pretty popping from There's seven in the morning until like last yeah. night bill and i uh actually went on a service call last night my father bill i should really reference that yeah it was uh we got our first continental tire service call we've ever had and uh, we just got signed up as a dealer and bill had worked for 
a subsidiary of Continental Tire, General Tire and Rubber Company Long for 15 years. Yeah. So I, I guess it was somewhat nostalgic. So Bill hopped out of bed and came with me. We went, we got home about 1230 last night after really? going on the side of the road and doing one. So, but, uh, any other questions, I guess? Oh, we <laughs> no, got, we're we got, done. Yeah. We got lots of questions. Now, before, before we went on the air, the interesting side about your perception about building houses in Richmond right now, mm-hmm. and you made the comment that it seems like people are moving from all over. It, it, it feels that way, that's for sure. There seems to be a large diaspora, if you will, coming from like larger, more metropolitan and urban areas. And uh, we're really enjoying the benefits of that in the Richmond markets right now. Well, and we had a guest a few weeks ago, um, Michael Dahl here, who was talking about that that is really a trend. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because he was seeing it as a trend that was affecting um, the stock market, you know, in areas of home improvement and um, home furnishings and things like that. So... What do you think? Give us a little bit more about that. Well, I'd probably defer to Tom over here on those financial sectors, but uh, I can definitely see, you know, from a positive standpoint, from a place like Richmond, Kentucky, I mean, I know from a building material standpoint, my family's pretty, uh, we have a brick and block company and Robson Turley company and a lumber company and home lumber company. And I mean, they've had some pretty great years over there. We just closed the books. Um, I believe at the end of August for those family companies, and uh, I know they were doing quite well. Well, so. and from a from a building standpoint, what are you seeing? Um, the lumber prices. The lumber prices just shot through the roof, but yeah. I'm not too abreast on that. But well, and supply yeah. chain has a supply chain. Of I course. know it's affected the lumber business. Has the supply chain affected the tire business? Very much so. We've uh, we're struggling right now. I've had quite a bit of inventory on order, and uh, I mean, they what was supposed to send be it here. when they can, right? Kind essentially, of thing. you know, some of that stuff's being manufactured in the Far East or in, uh, you know, like they're not doing it stateside anymore. Oh, there is quite a bit of product, but particularly that that product that I was talking about being the the stuff made in the Far East. You know, like it's made in Thailand, yeah, or uh, you know, some stuff's made in Vietnam now. A lot of China has a lot of tariffs on it right now for the tire industry which has yeah. uh, caused a lot of the tire manufacturers to shift their manufacturing into other um, places in the Far East. So that's uh, that's kind of caused a little bit of turbulence from our supply chain it, standpoint. Are you in the giant tire business? or? Uh, I mean, I'd say I'd dip my toe in it. Yeah. Um, that's uh, There's definitely a lot of people better around town than me at it, yeah. but we do service quite a few, not quite a few, but a few customers. So those are harder to get maybe uh a lot of the stuff that we've been buying those have been manufactured stateside yeah and so i haven't really seen a big um crunch on those yet but when those crunches do come on they're uh they're quite profitable for for a lot of people whoever 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 has a product whoever's got the product Uh, when you say it's profitable are they raising the prices right yeah. The yeah. price I mean, is going so up on the goods provided. So say if you've got, provided. you know, Peabody Coal Company or Arch Mineral, I don't, those are probably defunct companies now, but, yeah, but nonetheless, yeah. you know, if they're, uh, if, if they're, uh, if they're calling, you know, saying, Hey, I need a XYZ tire for, you know, this large yeah. piece of equipment, you know, somebody that's probably has a, this particular piece of equipment, I don't, I couldn't give you an exact number of what it's making an hour, but you know, time is money when they're down. So 
they'll pay whatever that yeah to that get premium it, is to get it working. Correct. All right, let's. We got a little bit more time here. Let's talk about people your age, mm-hmm. politics. Okay. What What are you hearing from people? I mean, uh, what 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 are their thoughts? Are they all just kind of brain dead about it, or or are, are there is there more interest in it than you would think? You know, a lot of my peers, I think they find a lot of their information through social media. Obviously. That's where people get their news now. And they, they I, don't. I think that's, I think we're reaching an age now. It's kind of almost like William Randolph Hearst and like sensationalism journalism, mm-hmm. like yellow journalism. Like there's so much uh, that you see on there that's fictitious or not true, but yeah, it's being shared and reposted by people and they're, yeah. you know, consuming that knowledge without having to vet it first and considering the source yeah it's as if this day of instant information one would think would lead to uh better vetting if you will Mm -hmm. it seems like the opposite is true well i think if you look back at that time period uh when i referenced william randolph first like that well i think like more like say the turn of the century time that was like the largest uh uh, growth of like a uh, literacy the country had right. seen, and so like you have these more people reading right without being able to digest the information that they are seeing. So this is like a whole new modicum of uh, conveying this information to us, and like we have to learn how to discern that, much like we did when we learned we're becoming more literate during that time period. I think there's a discern the there. veracity of it, right? Um, to to see if what you're reading is indeed truthful and. Uh, worth digesting. Correct. Um, you know, I'm interested in if they're going to vote. Uh, that that is a very that's a million dollar question, and I think uh, yeah. there's there's a lot of politicians and a lot of parties sitting all around the country asking them that that's so them that question right now. In order to fully disclose your age is. I'm 27. 27. So you're in your 20s. Coming of age still. And, and yeah. I don't That's even right. know where to go with that. Um, it's going to be an interesting election. It, it, it will take a while to decide who wins or who doesn't. But, you know. Um, do you think your generation embraces the mail-in vote or do you think they want to go to the polls and cast their vote? Uh, they're not as afraid of COVID. No, definitely not. uh, For sure. However, I'm talking about from a philosophical, I mean, you still have, that's a very hard question to answer. And I don't know if I'm, some people don't want to put in the time to go right to go, like get the mail-in vote or or even uh, even go to the voting booth. Right. But, uh, but is this latest thing, are they passionate enough about what's going on to realize how important their vote is? I would almost say no. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, which is as much as it pains me to say that. Regrettable. I think. Yeah. And uh, well, there's still, as you said, coming of age about yourself. There's still a certain bit of invincibleness about invincibility. And what? Make the word right for me. Okay, I just did. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Anyhow, there's a certain attitude that. They think everything's going to be okay regardless of what they do. Whereas it, 
our age, which we are a couple of decades older than you are. Just a few. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Three. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, we really have a sense of urgency to participate. Of course. Yeah. I. Um, but in some ways we have less to gain because the future is your all's. Right. Well, that's true. And uh, which leads me to the next question. When are you going to run for office? No, I'm just kidding. I, I, you have, you I, have, I grew up on the the well, you city have a, hall floor of Richmond, Kentucky. My grandmother, grandmother was, was mayor for uh, quite a few years. And her father was actually mayor, and her grandfather was mayor of Richmond, And too. Durham. Correct. And uh, my mom was actually a city commissioner. So I saw that firsthand, and I'll tell you what, I think uh, probably whatever baggage that I have in my in my closet, I'd, I'd – care not to take it out it's just uh that's too too rough of a boxing match for me to get into i used to talk to your grandmother and durham uh when she was the mayor of richmond and she was a delightful lady very nice woman i was very fortunate to get brought up by her and get to be around her growing up yeah she contributed a whole lot too. She was kind of ahead of her time as far as women. Yeah, I mean, she, well, I mean, you had Martha Lane Collins right before her there, yeah. about eighty six or so, and then um, she was, uh, she, I guess, she was elected to office in eighty eight. If I'm not mistaken, don't hold me to that. But uh, she got thirteen years in. There was like a correctional year when they redid the, like, uh, the how many, like the how many terms you could have and all that kind yeah. of stuff, like mm-hmm. uh, in the nineties and. Um, you know, it, it was just a, it was a good time to be in Richmond, Kentucky. That's for sure. And but getting to see Anne operate the way she did, you know, it was almost like Margaret Margaret Thatcher esque, I guess, in a lot of ways. She was. Yeah. She, she kind she of spo- carrying her right. She she spoke incredibly. Uh, oh, I I don't know. It was just uh, eloquently and so uh, demure. I guess. Well, and the politician nowadays is so different from the politician even of the 80s. Very much so. I mean, I I think you have to be so careful this day and time, everything you do with the politically correct, you know, ideology that's going on right now. It's crazy. You know, what's interesting, though, is somebody in that in the 80s decade, they seem to be very diplomatic. Um. And and maybe their diplomacy was a result of the fact that they weren't scrutinized quite as thoroughly as the ones today with the social media and everything being recorded and shared. And I can definitely that. see that being the yeah. case. You know, you, probably people have a lot of lo- lost a lot of like, I don't want to say like tact, but lost a lot of like way they convey things due to the fact that they're always trying to be so constantly politically correct. Yeah, it's t- it's tiring. In fact. I don't know how anybody – well, you look at Donald Trump and, and just everything that gets said by him, every day there's new stuff. Well, know? and he puts himself in that position too by tweeting well, constantly and saying foolish, provocative things. Right. I don't know that it's that foolish. I, th- I think – It that, may be calculated. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's more calculated than you would think. Um, I'm sure it is. So, Bill, when is your um, your next – are you going to – get to have your charity this year 
the COVID the way the, it is, you think? The Christmas party? Yeah, the what's it called? The reindeer ramble. The reindeer ramble. ramble? Yeah. Uh yeah. you know, that's that's to be determined at this and point. And who does that benefit? Uh last year we did Catholic charities. So you do a different thing. Yeah. Um I it just kinda depends. Uh I Brian Babbage, Bob Babbage's son, helps me out tremendously with that. And I've got a few other guys like Thomas Baker and some people who have been pretty instrumental in helping me with that through the years. So it actually just started out uh, as just a way that we could all go out and drink when we were underage at my house. Oh, my. Like, yeah. When we were like 20 or 19 or something like that. that. There was and, an agenda uh, in the yes, name of charity. Yes. And then I think it metamorphed into uh, this charitable deal here probably in the last yeah. four years or so well or you've like grown that. up that's what it is and coming you realize, you've realized yeah. the importance of that well we are we've been taking care of business and we're TCB. we're looking forward to watching you continue to take care of business and where your future takes you and we bill have, morgan the third bill morgan tire thanks for having me on yeah it's thanks our for pleasure being on. thanks for joining us coming up in the next hour, we will have, we'll be talking about the financial news that's gone on this week, and we'll have Team Dupree joining us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is what's happening. I just went out for a test. Check in all weekend. The president. Positive for COVID-19. The president will be required to continue to do his job. This. Questions is who was exposed. Is News Radio 630 WLAP. We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to The Tom Dupree Show, Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400.